Good morning, everyone. From my side, uh, my name is Rudo. It's great to be with you this morning. Uh, welcome back for those of you that's been away on school holidays. I hope you had a great rest and uh, that you traveled safe. It's great also to have you back with us um, as we start the new, the second term already of the year. Can you believe it? Um, uh, we already had a billiki rugby yesterday, and I'm sure that if your children is at school, um, everything, all the gears are going again, and so it's great to be back and to fall into our routines again after the Easter weekend and still a few holidays this, this month, eh? um, but it's great to be back. So if you're visiting us, welcome. It's great to have you with us as well, and it's such a privilege to share with you the word. I also send greetings from Donnie um, and Susan, but Donnie is away on a leader's breakaway this uh, this weekend and this week until Wednesday, um, just uh, our leaders gathering and praying for our congregations and the direction we are going um, uh, for this for the rest of this year. So you can also pray for them, you know, as we are meeting, that God will give us great direction and insight as we plan for the rest of the year. So thank you for that. We are starting a new sermon series today, uh, a prayer sermon series. Beautiful letters here. Thank you for that. But um, a prayer sermon series, we're going to speak over the next three weeks about prayer. So, um, and this sermon series is called, when, when Your People Pray, When We Pray. What happens when we pray? Um, and so if you have your Bibles, I want you to open already in Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, we're going to zoom in on into this book of Daniel um, and a great insights into his prayer life uh, that we want that we really want to share with you and we want to call you to to go and read as well. And so, um, if you open up in Daniel 10, I want to also maybe just give you the theme scripture uh, for the series, Daniel 10 verse 12. Uh, so you can highlight this this verse. Um, so this is a moment where Daniel had a vision from an angel. So it's an angel visiting Daniel, and he's speaking this into his life, right? Daniel 10, verse 12, and he's saying, uh, Then this angel, he said, to, he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard. How amazing is that? This angel saying, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. Saying, I'm here because of your words we have heard. And so over the next few weeks, over the next three weeks, this sermon series is going to be three weeks, and then we're going into a citywide a sermon series in the month of May. But over the next three weeks, we're going to speak about when we pray, God meets with us. And when He meets with us, He speaks with us. And when He speaks, we see how He moves. And so God meets, He speaks, and we see how He moves. And so we're going to zoom into the first six chapters of Daniel, which is very narrative, it's stories, that, um, that are being told of the life of Daniel and his friends, and how when adversities come, how they would first run to God because they have this intimate relationship with God, 
And the moment when they meet with God, God would speak with them, and then we'll see how he moves. Like, you can go and read these first six chapters, these six stories, and then it goes into a little bit of eschatology, the last six chapters. We're not going to zoom into that, end time matters, and visions, and all, all sorts of that. But we want to just learn from the way that Daniel, his relationship with God, how he would meet with God, hear God's voice, and then see how God moves in their lives and in the situation that they are in, um, in this time. And so I believe it's going to be an incredible series for all of us as we all can learn how to better our prayer lives, amen, and have an intimate relationship with God. So I want to encourage all of us to take the time to read through these first six chapters, maybe take a chapter a week um, or two chapters a week and just read through these stories. It's incredible what we can learn um, and God to stir our lifestyle of prayer. And so my topic today is when God meets with us. When we pray, when God's people pray, He meets. He meets with us. And so, Lord, thank you that we can place this word before you today as we as your people come together, Lord, to learn from your word. And Lord, as we learn from your word, may we, your people, Lord, may we pray and seek you. And as we seek you, may you meet with us. We hear your voice, Lord, and we see how you move in our lives. I pray this for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, just to give you a little bit of context um, for this series, but also for the chapter that we're going to read today um, of this, this time and, and the life of Daniel, is Daniel was born in sort of 623 BC, before Christ. So it was, he was born before the exile, and then when, he, when Daniel became a teenager, sort of 16, 17, around that time, that's when Israel went into exile. So the Babylonians captured the nation of Israel, the last king captured them, and they went into exile from the nation of Israel into Babylon, into exile. So that's the whole story of Daniel where they were captured. And as a young teenage boy, he was now a captured prisoner almost. Now Daniel, we know also that he was of royal blood, so he was maybe a nephew or something like that of, of a certain king, so he had royal blood in him also. And so King Nebuchadnezzar, the king who, who ruled Babylon in that time, he, um, the, in the time of, of exile, so what he would do is he would capture some of these young royal family boys, these, these men, these young boys, these teenage boys, he would take them into captivity, but then not to place them somewhere to for them to rotten, but actually for them to, to work in his palace. Because they were obviously the, the brightest, the bright stars, they had royal blood, they, they, were, they were wise, and so he would take them and then convert them from their culture into Babylonians. So this was his strategy. He would take these young men, put them in his palace, and then change everything about them. He would even change their names. So you can read the first chapter. They, they received new names, so he wanted to change, their, he changed their, the way they dressed, the way they eat, and even the way they worshipped. And these things didn't sit so well with Daniel, even though he is a very young man. So at this age, he, at this time, he was about 17 years of age 
when he was taken into captivity. So we're going to read chapter 2. So you can turn to chapter 2. We're not going to read the whole chapter 2, only from uh, verse 12. But just for you to understand, so Daniel is now in this, in this palace. He's in the courts of the king, working for the king. He's now almost one of these wise men that's being trained. You can see in the first chapter, he's being trained for three years. So we're not sure if, if this dream was part of this first three years that he was being trained. But he's one of the wise men being cultivated as a magician or a sorcerer. And so King Nebuchadnezzar in the second chapter got a dream that was very terrifying for him. It, it haunted him almost. And so he summons all these wise men and he's saying, okay, listen, I'm not going to tell you my dream, but I need the interpretation of the dream and I want you to give me the dream. Can you imagine that? That's quite hard. Just think for yourself. You ask the person next to you or, the, or your spouse, uh, maybe you ask, you, you, you ask them in the, when, you, when you wake up, you say, did you dream of me? Did you for my dream gestrand? And your spouse is like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> so that's almost what King Nebuchadnezzar is saying. He's like, I'm not going to tell you my dream. I want you to tell me what my dream is, and I want you to interpret the dream. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill all of you. And so there was a death sentence almost hanging over these wise men, and Daniel is included, even though he didn't want to be. <laughs> and so these wise men said to King Nebuchadnezzar, this is impossible, no one can do this, no man, no human being can, can think and know what is your dream. So, so they are pushing back, and King Nebuchadnezzar said, my decision is final, you have to tell me what is my dream. And so they couldn't, and so we pick up in verse 12, where... The king is now furious and he's saying, he's looking for all the wise men and he was going to kill them. Okay, So let's read Daniel 2 from verse 12. It says, because of this, the king was angry. Because of this, they, the situation, they cannot interpret the dream. The king was angry and very furious and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out and the wise men were about to be killed. Okay, so... They are going to be killed now. And they saw Daniel and his companions to kill, to kill them as well. And then Daniel replied, listen to this, with prudence and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He declared to Arioch, the king's captain, why, listen to this wise question, why is the decree of the king so urgent? And Arioch made the matter known to Daniel. And Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. Verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery. So that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. And then verse 19. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. And then Daniel blessed the God 
of heaven. Just, we're just going to read until, until there. So Daniel got the mystery. He went back to the king and revealed his dream to him. You can go and read the story. But we're going to zoom in on, on verse 16, 17, and 18. And so this chapter, Daniel 2, is such a powerful chapter of God meeting with his people. Of us going to God and God meeting his, his people in prayer. And so Daniel found himself in this horrible, terrible situation where a death sentence is over his head. He didn't even ask for it. He didn't even know what to do. And so he asked this with prudence, those two words, prudence and discretion. He was calm. It, it showed what kind of man he was and the, the confidence of his relationship with God. Amen? He had a confidence in his spirit about his God and the relationship that he had. And so with prudence and calmness, he went to the king and he said, give me some time. Let's see what happens. And so in a terrible, difficult situation where you are going to be killed, Daniel was going to be killed, he went with calmness to the king. With prudence and discretion, he handled this situation. And we see an intimate confidence in his relationship with God. And so I want to highlight these three verses by looking at three very practical um, principles that Daniel applied to cultivate, to cultivate this lifestyle of prayer, this intimate lifestyle of prayer. Um, and, and when we look at this, it, it almost sounds so easy. You know, it's like, what? Oh, is this what we're going to speak on? But can I just say, this is where we go wrong with prayer. This is the first step to be able to meet with God so that He can speak, so that He can move. And it's not moralistic. It's not a moralistic sermon like do. You know, we have to do these things. It's just practical. It is just practical. And so verse 16 speaks about Daniel appointed a time. He went to the king and he asked the king, please may I have some time to go and pray about this matter. Like he does with everything. If you're going to read through these six stories. And then he went home. And then he sought God. And so this first practical principle in verse 16 speaks about Daniel appointed a time. He appointed a time to pray. He appointed a time to pray. Think about, can you just for a moment, just, just see your Google calendar in front of you with all those different colors. <laughs> Meeting there, meeting there, meeting there, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. You know, can you just quickly see your Google Calendar in front of you? Daniel appointed a time to God, to speak to God, to be intimate with God. And he asked the king for this time to go and pray because he knew he had to have time to talk to God about this situation. It was not just going to be a quick thing. One of those quick prayers. Do you remember Nehemiah? 
that quick prayer that he did, the, that shot prayer. This was not that moment. And we live almost like that. You know, those quick prayers in the car on our way to work or, you know, those quick short prayers. And we think we have an awesome, healthy lifestyle of prayer. This was not this moment. This was a moment where Daniel said, I need time to be with the king, to find out what is going on here. And so we need to set out time for prayer. It, it sounds so simple. It's very practical. We need to appoint time to pray. Jesus made also prayer a priority. We need, it, it needs to become a priority for us to pray. Um, and you will always make time for something that's important to you, right? If something is important to you, you'll make time for that. And you'll see it in your calendar, in your Google calendar. There, there's the meeting. Boom, it's there. Because it's important. And so, when I think about these cups, um, this, is, this, is me, this is me and Michelle. We bought these two cups in our first year of marriage. Um, and so, these, these cups always reminds me of us just having coffee together. And so, from there, we bought one cup each year. And so, we have 10 now because we're 10 years married. <laughs> and so, these cups remind me of us coming together and just share a cup of coffee and it's our time of of sharing our hearts with one another. This is what these cups remind me of. And and if you think about your marriage, if you think about your spouse, um, listen to this. The stats have shown that most healthy, intimate and successful marriages experience growth when they spend minimum of seven hours a day. Ah, a day. Wow. Okay, sorry. You're like, I don't want to spend that time. (laughs) Seven hours a week. Seven hours a week. That's an hour a day. Not sleeping together. You know, we sleep now together and so we are together. So obviously we have, you know, we know each other. We download each other's hearts into one another, you know, because we are sleeping next to one another. No. I'm speaking about spending quality time with one another. Healthy, intimate relationships grow with at least a minimum of seven hours a week. That means one hour a day. And so when me and Michelle went and looked at our marriage, we're like, maybe 20, maybe 30. Not speaking about being together, but the kids are there and we're not really connecting our hearts. And so we had to go and sit and say, Where do we take our cups and spend at least one hour a day with one another? Where do we do that? And so now we have a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour in the afternoon where we drink a cup of coffee and the kids are not allowed to interrupt us all the time so that we can spend time together. And so this is what God is asking of us. He's saying, I just want time with you. Appoint a time where you can be with me. Even Jesus did this. If we read Mark 1 verse 35, we'll see that Jesus prayed in the mornings. Matthew 14 verse 23. He also prayed at night. He always assigned a time where he would go and pray. And so how much time did Daniel spend in prayer? David, 
Hezekiah, Jesus, Paul, and many more, they spend time in prayer. How much time do we spend in prayer? How much time do we, if you look at your life, if I look at my life, yes, I've got great time now with my wife, but now my relationship and my intimate relationship with God, the appointed time to spend with God. And so time is either going to be a threat to your prayer life or it's going to be an advantage. Listen to what Martin Luther said. He said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. It's like my day is going to be rough. I don't have time, so I'm going to spend the first three hours in prayer. <laughs> so I'm not saying find three hours that you can pray, but at least start with something, even if it's 10 minutes, to be intimate with the king. Listen to this. Your calendar will determine if you're going to spend time in prayer. This mystery was revealed when Daniel took the time to pray. And we're not sure even how long they had to pray. It doesn't give us a timeline in that chapter. It says he was praying maybe one night or two nights or three nights. No, it says the vision came in the night, in a night vision. But we're not sure if it was a week or a month. We don't know how long he seeked God. But they seek God for this for the answer to this mystery, and God showed up. The mystery was revealed in the time that they spent. Secondly, Daniel went home. Okay, wow, that's easy. <laughs> I can go home. <laughs> Daniel went home. Verse 17 says, Daniel went home. He went home to go and pray. He appointed a place to pray. Okay? He, didn't, he didn't just stay there and, and walked around in the, in, the, in the garden of the king to, to sort of figure out what this thing is. No, he went to a specific place. Because if we read these stories, we know that Daniel had a specific place where he prayed. Daniel, in his house, he had this room where the windows was facing Jerusalem. And so he would pray in this special place room in the special place and this was his intimate place with God again think about intimacy if you have if you if you are if you have a spouse there's a place your room it's your intimate place you sleep there together you you're getting dressed there together it's an intimate place you don't do that just anywhere no it's an intimate place for this very special relationship. And so God is saying, there's a place where I want to meet with you. And so is there a place that is special to your heart where you can go and you just spend time with him? Spend time with the king. Maybe it's not in your house or in your room. Maybe it's a, there's a special place in the city. Like I love good to go run in Volverspreit and there's this back stretch in, in the... Where I, I run where it's a little bit downhill, so obviously my breathing is always better at that place. Um, so when I go down on that specific place, it's almost like God speaks always to me at that backstretch. I don't know why. It's become so special to me that I've run that stretch, walked it back, and then run it down again. 
to spend time with God. If I go up the mountain in Volvo Spray, there's a specific rock that I sit at where I pray. Is there a specific place where you go and you have a cup of coffee and you say, Lord, it's just me and you. I just want to be intimate with you. I don't want anything from you. You don't owe me anything. I just want to spend time with you. A specific chair, a specific place, a specific room, a specific rock or a tree or a trail where you go and you know this is the place where I just hear God's voice. He is here. We see this all through the Bible. Our prayer should be both private and public. So yes, we're going to pray privately and have intimate times with God, but we should also gather and pray with others. And so Daniel comes to his friends and he's saying, pray with me. Let's see God together. Let's pray together and see God for this mystery to be revealed. And so we pray together with, with friends as well. And I want to call us to pray together, to come together at the times that we have to pray together before church, encounter nights. Let's come together and pray together as friends and hear God's voice together. This mystery was revealed when Daniel was intimate with God at his sacred, dedicated place. This mystery was revealed. Lastly, Daniel, so as an Afrikaans boy, I would say seeked, because they seeked God. But our English, lovely English language saying seeked is not a proper word, um, so it's sought. Um, so Daniel sought God. But if you understand what I'm saying, like seeked is also a good word. So if I say seeked, just understand what, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> because sought and seek, I think it's very much the same, all right? So let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> Daniel and his friends seek God together. They seek God together in verse 18. You can go and read it. They went and they said, let's see God for this mystery to be revealed. And so they took the time, they went to this place and they started praying and they started seeking God. And so they start making the matter known to God. They started dialoguing with God. They started conversing with God. They started praising and giving blessing to God. They started actually to pray. And so at a specific time, at a specific place, they prayed and God revealed the mystery. God gave it to them. As they were intimate with God, not just a quick thing, not just a quick thing, fit in thing in their lives. No, it was, it was time dedicated to a certain place to the extent that they were seeking God for we don't know how long and God revealed the mystery. God wants us to seek Him in prayer, make matters known to him, have conversation with him where we become, where we don't just speak, speak, speak and pray, pray, pray and we, you know, it's just from our side, there, there's a moment where we also have to become quiet and listen. And that's very difficult for us, friends, when it comes to prayer, that's one of the parts that's very, very difficult for us because our lives are so busy, so we feel this 
this tension almost inside of us where I just want to almost get this time done with because I have so much else, so many th- other things to do. And I have to get to that. And so we struggle then to sit, become quiet, and just allow God to speak with us in prayer. And listen. And that's intimacy. Because intimacy is not just one part. There's two parts. There's two parts to this intimacy with God. And so I believe God is calling us to come to this place where we are intimate with Him in prayer. And it's from both sides. We can also quiet our souls down and listen to Him. And, and this, maybe if... This is an incredible tool if you want to have a look at this startup book table. But this is called the Biblical Confessions. And this little booklet is really there to confess, you know, Scripture as you pray to God. And there's a, there's a chapter in here that's called um, Intimacy with God. And it's really just for you to help you to sit as you sit and you have conversation with God. How you can just pray this. Listen to this. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the counts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in your house than dwell in the tents of the wicked. And as you just spend time with God, you can just read through these scriptures and allow God to speak also to you in your soul. And you will you will start to experience how your spirit comes alive as you pray and spend this time with God. This mystery that we read of in Daniel 2 was revealed when they seek God, when they sought God. That was when this mystery was revealed. Not just quickly trying to think out what the king dreamed and made it up. No, because the king would have known. No, they had to see God for a proper answer. And if you go and read the rest of the chapter, you'll see there's quite a lot of detail. So they had to be sure of what God had been saying to them. And so I want to end off with two scriptures from the New Testament, looking at the life of Jesus. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 and Mark 6 verse 46. You can see exactly the same pattern. See if you can pick it up. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Jesus. Rising early in the morning, a specific time, and he departed and went to a desolate place, went to a specific place, and there he seek God. He prayed. Mark uh, 4 verse, verse 46, it says, And after he had taken leave from them, he went up to the mountain to pray. So Jesus took time, from, time off from, from the things that he had to do and his disciples. He went up a mountain and he prayed. And you can go and look. This, Jesus did this all the time. In some instances, it says Jesus prayed in the fourth watch of the night. That's, I think, from four o'clock to six o'clock or uh, three o'clock to six o'clock. I think that's the, the, the fourth watch of the night. 
Jesus had a specific time that he would go to a specific place and he would seek God all the time. To meet with him, to be intimate with him, and to have a relation with his father. I promise you, if me and Michelle, if, if our relation was, relationship was based on the conversations we had in the car, our relationship would be quite shallow, very shallow. But we take time to spend with one another, to connect our hearts, and God needs the same. And so to say, take time, have a place, see God, it's not, it's not to, to push us into a place of doing, doing things. It's for us to understand that God seeks us to have a relationship, an intimate relationship with Him where, we can, where He can speak with us. Amen? And so we are created, I want to end off with this, we are created to have an intimate relationship with our Creator. To meet with Him so that He can speak to us and we can see Him move. And you'll see this pattern in all of these stories. God will meet with Him, He will speak with Him, and then He will move. And that's why I'm so excited for these next three weeks as we go through these stories, seeing how God would keep on meeting with His people as they pray speaking to them and then he will just he will move in miraculous ways like being with them in a furnace how cra- how crazy is that because they met with him they met with it didn't just happen they met with him and so i want to pray for us but before i pray i want us to just take few minutes, let's take two minutes, and just quiet our souls down for a moment. And I want you to prayerfully consider your time, your place, and your seeking of God. Just place it for a moment before the King as you take this time of just being quiet for a moment. powerful weapon we have Lord against the enemy is access to you in prayer for ourselves for our families for our situations for relationship with you Lord and my prayer Lord is for all of us Lord to be able to go home to a point of time pour a cup of coffee put some music on just spend time with you it's not that difficult just spend time with you you want to meet with us you want to reveal things hidden to us Lord that we do not know as your word is saying mysteries things that we may know of Lord things to come Thank you, Lord, that we know that you reveal those things to us. 
intimacy as we spend time with you. So my Lord, each one of us take encouragement that you are there. You are waiting for us. You are seeking to spend time with us. And so may we make the time this week. May we do this, Lord, because we love you. Because you first created the time to show to us how much you love us. And we thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.